Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, I'm Charlie Baker and welcome to Glory Hunters, the show that aims to find the smartest celebrity fans in football. Teams from all divisions face one another as our guests have the honour of representing the side they've always supported. The winning club will progress to the next round while the losers face expulsion from the league. But who will be victorious? Who will be vanquished? It's up for grabs now on Glory Hunters. Let's start by meeting our first team captain, comedian George Lewis. Morning, George. Morning. And alongside you is comedian and actor and Wolves fan, Alex Lowe. Good morning, Alex. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, great, thanks. Thanks for coming in. What do we need to know about you? It's difficult to to put you in a box, Alex. You're so multi-talented. You do so many different things. Yeah, well, I'm sort of a comedy-type actor. I'm just about to go on tour playing my character, Clinton Baptiste, that I did in Phoenix Nights. Oh, you know, you were in Phoenix Nights. How how long ago, when when did that finish? Long, long time ago. I mean, I've got... But still massively popular. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, I'm just ringing out the last vestiges (laughs) of it. It's 18 years later, still performing on the basis of two scenes in one episode. It's Phoenix Nights. Yeah, it's Phoenix Nights. Remember, uh, so yeah, so I live I uh, live in Watford. I'm representing Wolves, but I don't have any connection with Wolves other oh. than my son is a massive Wolves fan. I stuck a picture of QPR, which is my team, yeah. on the fridge against Wolves, and he went for the wrong ones when he was seven. Now I'm a season ticket holder at Molyneux. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. What a tragic tale. Yeah, no, his, his mum, in the way that uh, mums do, so wasn't it lovely? He's got his own individual thing. And you want to say, you don't understand. <laughs> Once you start, that's it. So. As a, as a superhero origin story, this is not a good one. No, no, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I bet, but, you know, I, so I feel a little bit uh, guilty. I went to see QPR the other night. Strange being back there. I felt a bit of a Judas, but they. Well, I know exactly what you felt. I went to Oxford versus Millwall in the week. My son, yeah. I live, we live near Oxford. My son wanted to go and watch Oxford, so he went. Yeah. Millwall was so noisy and so rowdy. He was like, that looks good fun over there. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Compared to Oxford. In yeah, Oxford, exactly. You don't get it. You don't understand <laughs> yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you don't true. understand it. Um, uh, Clinton Baptiste. Tell us who he is. Tell us what he does. Oh, well, Clinton Baptiste was a kind of terrible, hapless, undiplomatic. Uh, clairvoyant medium psychic uh, who would you know tell people the bare facts or would would suggest that that a terminal illness that he was picking these you know picking these uh, (laughs) messages off from beyond the celestial veil Um, and you know for some reason people still want to see it clearly so (laughs) I've uh, managed to expand those few few short moments into an hour's show and when you uh, when you become Clinton Baptiste do you do you get any Psychic abilities all of a sudden. Well, Has anything ever happened by accident? The, the funny thing is that, you know, I've, I've done gigs, quite a lot of gigs in London where people come along and say, Can I see him afterwards? <laughs> and uh, they come and say, Yeah, you don't realise that. And there's one in, I did in Twickenham, and a woman came backstage and she said, You don't realise, but your grandmother was behind you on the stage. And I was like, You know, Kind of taken aback, oh, and I said, goodness. "What does she look like?" And she, she looks a bit like you. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Surprise! She had eyes. She's a, a blood relative. <laughs> what did you expect? But uh, the other thing I get, I do a lot of stuff with feathers, where I do this kind of card. Now, spirits have given me feathers, and it's a feather from beyond, you know, the celestial veil, <laughs> and they want you to have that, my darling. And the amount of times I hear people going, "Yeah, that is a sign." 
He's a sign. <laughs> and I always think, it's a sign I went to Hobbycraft about half an hour before the gig. That's the sign, you know. So some people take it very seriously, and I think it's obviously a joke. George, hello, mate. Yes, Good morning. Hello. Uh, you just finished your tour. A man with a plan, a girl with fake That's tan. That's it, yes. A huge success. It was, uh, it was all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sell yourself. We, we, we sold a few, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was nice. It was nice doing the tour. Um, I've finished now. I'm writing the next show. I have had to pull a lot of shows because I've just become a dad again for the, oh, for the second time. And you told me about this. You've become a dad again pretty quickly after the first one. Which... Yeah, there's 14 months between. Yeah, that's a huge wow. mistake. It was a mistake. Yeah, yeah. A massive mistake, John. Have you been talking to her? <laughs> <laughs> Who's right. your team? Who's your football team? I'm a Man United fan. Oh, Man United fan. Yeah. Rare, rare to find one of those at the moment. <laughs> yes. Not a great season at the moment. It's not been good, has it? At least it's exciting at the moment, though, because you don't know what's going It's a young team. You don't know what's going I mean, you have a pretty good idea what's going to yeah. happen but <laughs> but you don't know um it at least feels exciting at the moment but yeah it's not it's not the best time to be a united fan how would you improve man united at the moment if you were ole um i'd resign <laughs> no 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 i do I, I really like him i think i'd carry on playing all the youngsters i think that's that's the right thing to do i think he just needs a bit of time I'm, i think it's a really exciting time i think they're all so keen that's exactly what you want but it just looks like we're so far off City and Liverpool, and it's so depressing. Yeah, so uh, you don't hold with my thing that it'll be gone by Christmas. <laughs> he might be. He you might never be. Know, you never yeah. know. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us on Glory Hunters, and you and George will be re representing Wolves. Have you ever been to Wolverhampton Wanderers, George? I've never been, no. Never been? No, I've never been never to been Molyneux. Molyneux. Oh, it's a cracker. It's, it's a, a, it's a, it's a yeah. proper old-fashioned, yeah. good and away very, day. Very, very loud. Very loud. Very loud fans. Very loud fans. It's, Nothing it's, like old Try and get there, George. It's, it's a very, very good. Now, Alex, one of your friends as well. I'm going to call him your friends rather yes. than your characters. One of your friends is, of course, Barry from Watford. Yes. I don't know if he'll be joining us later on. I'll, I'll see if he can make it. See if he can make it. <laughs> <laughs> you live in Watford, and our other team captain today is a Watford fan, Kelly. I am. Good morning, Good morning. Kelly Summers, broadcaster, team captain today. Thanks for coming on to Glory Hunters. Thanks for having me. Fortunately, given Watford's form, we're not representing Watford at the moment, but maybe, maybe there's a win round the corner for Watford. Yeah, exactly. Um, are, there, are there any Watford legends you'll be trying to emulate today? No one's ever heard of anyone that I would consider a Watford legend. I did something the other week and I mentioned, it was something else for TalkSport, and we talked about the player that got us into football and I said who it was, Nicky Wright, scored in the 1999 playoff final and everyone went, huh? Who? Oh <laughs> so, um, I mean, John Barnes is a bit of a Watford legend, went on to have a good career at Luther Liverpool. Blissett. Luther Blissett. Yeah, yeah. yeah Luther Blissett. I should have gone to Luther It was before my time, but yeah. Isaac Success. Success. Mm, success in name, but not <laughs> yes. so much oh. on the pitch at Who's the moment. Who's your favourite current player? Um, Troy Deeney for what he's done for Watford. Um, I think we've got a few attacking, exciting attackers, uh, Roberto Pereira, Gerard Delefeu. Uh, but yeah, probably you've got to say Troy Deeney, really. When you say Troy Deeney for what he's done for Watford, would you mean falling over with 15 seconds to go in the semi-final of the <laughs> FA Cup at Wembley? <laughs> and please, falling... not much of a challenge. This is right. But Stuck who won? Already, mate. Let's get this <laughs> competitive. I'm not going to get into this because ultim ultimately that will then lead to us talking about the FA Cup final. Oh dear. And yeah, I probably yeah. don't really want to talk about okay, that. But that game enough. against Wolves, you were 2-0 up. Yeah. I won't say the chant because obviously I'll have to swear. 2-0 up and you... Sing yeah. us the chant, up. Kelly. Go no, on, I won't. I'm not, I can't <laughs> sing. Chant the words. I can't sing. And you messed it up. Messed yeah. it up. We'll go with that. So I'm surprised that you brought that up. But yeah, I don't want to talk about the FA Cup final, but no. that win over Wolves was my highlight of last season. Was it? And how did you get into sports broadcasting? Um, when I was younger, actually, it came from supporting Watford. Um, I won a competition. I was uh, into writing at school. I won a competition as the young local sports journalist of the year. Minute, won a I'm day in the press box. Here. No, no, no. I won a day in the Watford press box, which has since been knocked down. So oh. it's really, it's really not that exciting. And then from then on in, I said to my mum, "That's what I want to do." I was ten years old, and I said, "I want to." watch football and get paid for it and sometimes I get to do that now so it's um, pretty exciting get to do it sometimes with Watford got to see them lose 3-0 to Brighton on the opening day of the season oh lovely so I get the highs and the lows I was yeah. going to say what was second prize two days in the Watford press box <laughs> I won a mobile phone as well I won a mobile phone as well so it was pretty exciting pretty I was about good. nine years old though my mum wasn't happy but yeah that's um, my love of football came from Watford and then it led me to a job so brilliant Kelly Summers now you're a Watford fan but you're not representing them today because your teammate He's, says he a comedian. Comedian. Wow. <laughs> Quite Twitter. <laughs> Quiet boy. Aspiring goalkeeper. And Grimsby Town super fan. Are you a super fan? Lloyd Griffith. Morning, Lloyd. Hello, mate. How are you? Very well. How but, are you? Thanks for having me. I'm all right, yeah. Have you dried out yet? Because you went to the game on Tuesday night, which was... Grimsby Macclesfield. Yep. Rained off half time. Uh, it was biblical. It was really, really biblical. There was about a foot of water on the floor. 
uh, and he got called off at half time and I was so angry because that was the only reason I went back to Grimsby oh, to see the game. Week. and obviously to see my family and my mum and, you know, and that <laughs> lot but um, it is ultimately to see the second round of the Carabao Cup uh, you sent me a picture of you and your mum going yep. to the match on Tuesday night and your mum was dressed in a black and white All, dre- was she in a dress? it was a black and white dress yeah she yeah. always wears black and white her and her mate Tina, they always go to Grimsby games and they always wear black and white. And it's just what, it's what they do. Yeah. It's good, it's isn't it? It's so they, they, they go um, pretty much all the home games, some away games, and they are always in black and white. And I was just in a nice little just little turquoise number, to be fair. Mm. Like a sore thumb. You well, are like a, a goalkeeper. Thumb. In a way, yeah. You are, you, are, you are a goalkeeper. Well, for 17 and a half stone and five for eight, I'm as a goalkeeper as, you know, <laughs> yeah. as much as I'm an athlete, really. I think you've played in more sort of high-profile games than a lot of actual pro footballers. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I was having a chat to a Grimstown footballer. He's like, "What's the biggest stadium you played in?" I was like, "Well, I played at Anfield." He's like, "Mate, I'm professional. I can play at Anfield." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "To be fair, there were only like a thousand people there." But I was like, "Yeah," but you just get asked to play in these games, and it is a dream come true. I was too fat to be a footballer, oh. um, but now to play in these stadiums is yeah. you know, yeah. absolute uh, dream. Did you ever get close to sort of Grimsby Town trials or no, mate? No. It's always been 17 and a half stone from the you day want to try again now. <laughs> Say again? You want to try again now? No, you probably don't, get a game. No, don't know, don't know, don't be disrespectful. <laughs> okay, Grimsby Town are a very good team at the moment, yeah. uh, this week. And now, you're also a singer, big, big, you big went singer, to choir, yeah. choir boy. school? Choir, I went to a choir school. Did you go to yeah. choir school? Yeah, I, went, I, 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 was, I was scouted, I was poached. Oh, um, by a, held back uh, your goalkeeping by a, career. By a, goal, uh, by a choir boy um, uh, scout. Um, and then I went to, uh, How does that work out? Someone hangs around outside a church in a big long coat, yeah, writing down people. Yeah, going, all right, son, come here. And going, yeah. oh, mate, how hard can you sing? Going, Tom G goes, you're insane. Um, so yeah, I got, I got scouted to sing at this choir school. It's really weird. And then just became a, a singer. And that's that's kind of what I've, what I've done for... And you still life. do it, don't you? You're still still do there. it. Still sing at like Westminster Abbey, Windsor Castle. Some Saturdays I'll go to a Grimsby match and I'll be miming. And my mate's like, why are you miming? I'm like, oh, I've got Bird 4 Park Mass in the morning, mate. I'm not mucking that up. I don't want a rusty voice. Thanks very much. 45 quid plus that. And it's a particularly, <laughs> I'm going to say, weird type of voice you've got, isn't it? You can Lloyd? say weird if you want, mate. <laughs> <laughs> George, Alex, uh, Kelly, have you ever heard Lloyd sing? I haven't. Very, can we hear him now? Very, very high he sings. Yeah, very, should, very well, high. We should tell the sound band that this is probably going to be a also gonna, oh, no, I'm, I'm also not gonna singing s- high, mate. Don't, <laughs> don't get me on talk sport want, want, and then ask me to sing like a woman. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I'd rather walk around square naked, mate. I'm I'm not singing high on talk sport. I'll sing like a man on talk sport. Could you say, okay, let's something something football wise. Could you sing us the Champions League? Um, what about Grimsby Towns? We only sing when we're fishing. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you very much. We only sing when we're fishing, sing when we're fishing. We only sing when we're fishing. There we are. Yes. Yeah, marvellous. Now, very, very good. Very good, Lloyd. Going to wait for the abuse to start flying. Into, uh, <laughs> it doesn't happen. Mentions. It does not happen. So there we are. We've got uh, Kelly and Lloyd and George and Alex. The scene is set for Wolves versus Grimsby. The kind of fixture that football was invented for, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, people are hoping this one gets rained off as well. That is, that is the <laughs> no, you'd say that, but, you know, the largest attendance for any football match in English history was actually Grimsby Town versus Wolverhampton Wanderers at really? Old Trafford in 19... Come, you've brought the stat up. Like, like, no, no, it was like like the 30s or 40s or something. Really? Pre-war, was it? Yeah, pre-war, yeah. There's about 120,000 people there. Loads of people fainted. Uh, Wolves won 5-0 um, <laughs> and then faced Pompey in the final. But um, but they, So actually, you're taking the mick, but this is, there's, there's a, there's this a is a big one. This I'm giving you an early goal for that stat. Oh, yes! Oh, they've okay. gone 1-0 nice. up early. Anything you want to add, George? You're a Man United fan who's playing for Wolves uh, we, versus Grimsby. Manchester United play at Old Trafford. Yes, but we've had more fans <laughs> there, <mate. laughs> I, I, I was that uh, in the film Grimsby, briefly. Oh, really? Yeah. You can't give a goal for that. Can I get I, a goal I, for I, that? I have seen that film, and I'm going to take a goal off. <laughs> anyway, so there we are. <laughs> <laughs> so, to see who goes first, please listen to this clip, and a question will follow. <laughs> Hoddle and Waddle There with Diamond Lights, a song which spent eight weeks in the top 75. You know, the top 75 the top guys. 75. <laughs> the famous charts. The fa- yeah. Everyone counts the top the 75 billboard. as the real charts. <laughs> the, top, the top 75. But what was its highest chart position? Alex and George, we're going to come to you first. 
I, uh, I seem to remember it being going, you know, sailing quite high. I mean, let's say the top 75 what? Top 75 worst footballing uh, singles ever. <laughs> I think it got to, I personally yeah. think it got quite high. Number 12? I'm happy to take your lead on this. I'm, I obviously have no memory of this. Um, 12, is that high? Do you think that's high? I think in the scale well, in, in the eighties. I mean, now you have to sell about five records to get in yeah. the top forty. Yeah, um, and, and then you have to sell like uh, an awful lot, like millions, to get in the top ten. Yeah, I mean, they were they were two <laughs> uh, big big stars, not necessarily for Hoddle you know, and Waddle, only yeah. put together because their names rhyme. Yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it was pretty high, but I'm maybe not as high as that. Maybe it was about number fourteen. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think if it had broken into the top ten, he'd have said the top ten hit. Um, oh, good point. Okay. Yeah, fourteen. We'll go, we'll, go 14. 14. we'll go fourteen. We'll go fourteen. Fourteen. <laughs> Going with fourteen. Yeah. There we are. Um, Kelly and Lloyd. We just had a little confer, didn't we? Mm. And I don't think you'd say top seventy-five. I think you'd have said top seventy if it was sixty-nine. Agree. Yeah. So I think we're going to go for seventy-one, aren't we? Seventy-one. Yeah. We're going to go for seventy-one in the top seventy-five. The answer is twelve. I'm going to give you two goals because you did get it spot get on originally. And very good. You don't remember them on well Top done. of the Pops, even like a rerun of Top of the Pops. Oh, they've had to stop running 80s Top of the Pops. I just remembered. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, here we go. So after the break, first to go will be George and Alex when we find out who is the bigger club, Wolves or Grimsby on Glory Hunters. Grimsby. A paradise like no other, where seagulls dance their merry dance and chip shops serve the finest mushy peas in the known universe, where the skies are perpetually grey and the most striking drinking establishment is also a barge. Listening to Glory Hunters on Talksport with me, Charlie Baker, where Alex Lowe and George Lewis are representing Wolves, and Kelly Summers and Lloyd Griffith are on the Grimsby team sheet. We go to the round that we call My Club's bigger than your club. My Club's bigger than your club. My Club's bigger than your club. Now we're coming to you, George and Alex, first, and you have 30 seconds to tell us why Wolves is bigger than Grimsby. I've done a bit of research. Uh, I've got two words, uh, Robert and plant. <laughs> celebrity fans, got a, a lot of huge celebrity fans who have, have gone for the Wolves over the years. Edward Elgar is one of this one for you, uh, Lloydie, uh, who wrote Land of Hope and Glory, what have you, came to Molyneux in uh, 1898. Sir Billy Wright, of course, was married to one of the Beverly sisters. And uh, I just want, you know, in the old VIP room at, uh, at, at Grimsby on a match day, must be a veritable who? Who of show business? There's you there. Any other big it's celebrity? Lloyd. Yeah, so I think it's really a question of, I think that the biggest clubs in the world have the biggest stars and Wolves have their fair share of big stars. Really went in on Lloyd though. Yeah. It, it was, wasn't really it was a, about it was Grimsby a personal Town, attack, wasn't it? It wasn't, just it wasn't just about celebrating was, Wolves. It was like a personal <laughs> attack. It was more, you know, Lloyd is, is arguably their most famous fan. That's, that's, that's I also damning. think that that exposed your lack of Wolves knowledge. Yes. You explained how you're a Wolves oh. fan. And you're only a Wolves fan through your son, and I think that through your fridge door them, and yeah. your son. There's a lot of good points happening here. <laughs> that that is absolutely now, true. This yeah. is nearly out of ten in this round. I'm going to give you two for oh. the mention of the Beverly Sisters. The lead singer of Pop Will Eat Itself is a Wolves fan as well. Yes. I, uh, the, the, one, this, I'm back sure down to one. Okay, there we are. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we're pun punishing Alex here for being a good father. Yeah, is that exactly. a crime? Thank you. That's not a crime. <laughs> if he comes on here as a Wolves fan, he needs to be able to back himself yeah. up, and, and I don't a, feel he did that. And a good father would not let your son support <laughs> This is, this is no a football quiz, not, not fathers there. for justice. <laughs> right, right, OK. <laughs> Although, it's a lovely Spider-Man outfit. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> OK, we're going to carry on now. Uh, Lloyd Griffith, Kelly Summers, will you please tell us why Grimsby is a bigger club 
than Wolverhampton Wanderers. Well, Wolverhampton Wanderers, they might have like a few celebrity fans, but they've they've got no identity whatsoever. Like Grimsby have an identity. Do you know what I mean? If you ask someone what Grimsby's famous for, Kelly, what, what, what would you say Grimsby's famous for? Fish, obviously. Fish, there Fish, you go. Yep. With the Mariners, we're a lovely little sleepy seaside town. Um, and you say to someone, oh, what's Wolves famous for? And the answer you probably get back is, because it's famous for nothing. Do you know what I mean? You're just a town that is next to other towns like West Brom and Wolves, just like a melee of boring towns that begin with W. Um, nobody has ever seen a wolf in Wolverhampton. There are lots of Mariners and seamen in Grimsby. Yeah. Your town is just you have to admit, it was very good general, It was very general, it? though. Very general. general. Very yeah. general. It mentioned more about football than you did in your answer, Alex, which it, it, seemed it, to mention it, it Robert was, Plant a lot. It was unspecific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. unspecific. Um, it was a very good answer. Thank you. Um, it was a great guess from you, Kelly, from Fish. Very good. I mean, Lloyd does well, stink. Everyone, he, everyone he has just knows. come back from Grimsby, so that is the smell <laughs> yeah. at the moment. Yours is more full of love for your actual team rather than having a go at the other team. Yeah. So I'm going to give you... Four goals. Oh, Four goals there. Still out of ten. Still pathetic. So at the end of the first round, it is Wolves two, Grimsby five. Now, they say actions speak louder than words, but it depends who's speaking. Because when Tony Cascarino talks, people listen. Apart from maybe Mrs Cascarino. He's probably heard all those stories before. But we need our panel to pay attention as he recites some of his favourite quotes from the world of sport. All our teams have to do is identify who said them now. Kelly and Lloyd, you are in the lead at the moment. So we're going to start with you. I will give you A, B and C. And here's Tony with the first quote. It's just a job. Grass grows, birds fly, waves pound the sand. I beat people up. I beat people it's, it's, wow. it's quite poetic at the start. It's like something that Eric Cantona would say. Oh, and then at the end, just something that Lennox Lewis would say. Oh, well, let's hear the three options oh. of who it might be. Oh. Here we go. A, Neil Ruddock. B, Muhammad Ali. C, Matt Holland. It's not Matt Holland. No, it's not Kelly. Matt Holland. Matt Holland wouldn't say about beating people up. Mm. I he's don't too think. nice. Yeah, he's, he's a nice bloke. I hope he's listening to this. You'll like that. He's a nice bloke. <laughs> I had loads of swaps of Matt Holland growing up. Did you? Stickers, yeah. Stickers, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a nice bloke. He's a nice bloke. Oh, okay, fair enough. But it's not him. So a, who is A on B? Neil Razor Ruddock or Muhammad Ali? Both used to pounding people. But um, opposite ends of the spectrum, though. I yeah, don't know, they like, are. One floats like a butterfly and one looks like what a butterfly looks like. <laughs> a bulldog. A, a butterfly. Um, Fraser is listening. Love your work. Lovely. Don't come round and beat me up. Um, Should we go Razor? Do you reckon? Or is it too poetic? It's at the quite top, poetic really? though, isn't it? Mm. But then I think it's one of those ones that will be an absolute um, reach, reach around. No, no, let's go. Let's go. I've done a complete U-turn. I think I wish Muhammad Ali. You reckon Muhammad Ali? You want to put this on me, don't you? No, no, not at all. It's a team game. Do you know what I mean? We're, you know, we're... we're very indecisive, but I think we'll go for B. You're going to go for B, Muhammad Ali. The answer is Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. 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 to you. Thank you. Here we go. Question two. <laughs> Alex and George, who said this? Whoever said it's not whether you win or lose that counts, probably lost. I mean, yeah, makes sense. You think I quite like that. Do you like the quote, George? I like it, yeah. It's... That's not poetic, is it? That's no, no. <laughs> here's, here's some answers for you. A, Brian Clough. B, Martina Navratilova. C, Claire Balding. Clough, Navratilova, Balding. I don't think it's Balding. I think she's too caring for that. Yeah, that's right. It's definitely a football quote, I'd say. Do you reckon? I, yeah. I, I don't know, because it could be Clough, but I think he's got a bit more wit than that. Um, whereas Martina, he's a bit dry at times. I think it might be Martina then, I think. You happy with that? Should we go for Martina? Yeah, we're going to go with Martina. Okay, Martina Navratilova. The answer is Martina Navratilova. Yeah. It's one all nice in this one. round. Well Here we go, third quote. Michael Owen to Newcastle is the biggest transfer of the season so far, and it will be until there is a bigger one. <laughs> there we are. Michael Owen to Newcastle. A, Jim White. B, Gary Lineker. C, Mark Pugach. White, Lineker. Pugach. I know Jim White, and that would be the kind of thing that he says. It's not Pugach. Either. It's not Pugach. I think Lineker is too intelligent. No offence to Jim White, and again, Jim. <laughs> you know, good morning. But I think it is. I think that is definitely a Jim White quote. Kelly, what do you? I'm think? not going to hold a man back. You're confident there. I'm going to go. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like Lloyd steamrolled you into that answer. Well, he got the other answer when the other guys had their question. He knew it and he got it right. So I'm feeling confident with you at the moment, Lloyd. Don't I, let me down. I, I just think it, it is. It is a classic Jim White quote. 
Okay, the answer is Jim White. Yes, there we I are, it's 2 1. Okay, quote four. The first 90 minutes are the most important. Anyone said that. Okay, here we go. Is it Gaza, Harry Redknapp, or Bobby Robson? A, Gaza. Oh. B, Harry Redknapp. C, Bobby Robson. It's quite a hard one. That isn't is it? tough. That could be any of them, couldn't it? Um, um, it's not very insightful, is it? Alex, you do impressions? Man. At all? Well, you know, it's sort of no. <laughs> <laughs> that was Harry Redknapp. You were doing it was. There, it was. Wasn't it? I, there's a there's a great mate of mine, Steve Williams, who does great impressions, and one of them is Harry Redknapp. Can we get him on? I was attempting to do his version. Okay. Oh, Steve Williams. Impression of an impression. Yeah. Gaza, Harry Redknapp, Bobby Robson. George, come um, on, mate. I don't think it's Gaza. Um, I think it's one of. I think Bobby Robson. He he's prone to sort of saying something dreamy and yeah, nonsensical yeah, yeah, yeah. like that, isn't he? I don't know. I think he's slightly more articulate, more eloquent than that, more poetic. I would go Harry Redknapp. No. Team, your team captain, George. I'm going to pull rank. Go on, you pull rank, please. <laughs> yeah, I will. It's Bobby Robson. I reckon. Go, it is Bobby Robson. Oh, there we are. <laughs> So you both got uh, full marks on that round and the scores at the end of that round are Grimsby 7, Wolves 4. Now after the break we'll find out what happened to Matt Letizia and his Southampton teammates after a night out. Inevitably we ended up coming back at about midnight to this biggest nightclub in Manga right next to our hotel. Now the DJ in the nightclub was obviously a massive football fan because he recognised every one of us as we were coming into the club and he was introducing us one by one over the microphone. That's all to come on TalkSport and <laughs> Glory Hunters. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is Glory Hunters on TalkSport with me, Charlie Baker, the show which aims to find the smartest celebrity fans in football. Each week, our guests have the honour of representing the side they've always supported as they seek to progress to the next round. Today's fixture is Wolves versus Grimsby, a tie that is essentially the real ale of football. On the team sheet for Wolves today are a pair of jokers, Alex Lowe and George Lewis, while Kelly Summers and Lloyd Griffith are representing Grimsby. the break we asked what happened to Matt Letizier and his Southampton teammates after a night out inevitably we ended up coming back at about midnight to this biggest nightclub in Manga right next to our hotel now the DJ in the nightclub was obviously a massive football fan because he recognised every one of us as we were coming into the club and he was introducing us one by one over the microphone 
George, Alex, Southampton's Matt Letizia yeah. there. What do you think could possibly have happened in a nightclub? Well, I it, think, it, oh, blimey, go on. Oh, I don't know, he's introducing him. I presume he got someone wrong. Did he maybe introduce Letizia as someone else, as Peter Birdsley? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could have been. Uh, yeah, that's right. I think he got someone's name wrong. I think he got someone's name wrong. Uh, Lloyd, Kelly. Um, I think that's oh. saying... Um, they had to sing Wigfield Saturday night. We're Saturday not going to get that too. <laughs> there we go. We've got someone it's to get up on the stage and sing Wigfield can Saturday we just, can, night. Can we just say you just have to get up on the stage and sing? No, you've, I've got your answer. Alex? <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. You talk about he came in, he announced them as they all walked into the club to the tune of When the Saints Go oh, Marching yes, In. So what is your answer? I don't think you're allowed yes. to answer. When the Saints <laughs> Go I'm not Marching In. Here, but your, yours was the name going wrong. Now that's your answer, and your name is getting up and seeing Saturday when night by Whitfield. Let's no. find out from Matt Letizier what happened. Inevitably, we ended up coming back at about midnight to this biggest nightclub in Manga, right next to our hotel. Now, the DJ in the nightclub was obviously a massive football fan because he recognised every one of us as we were coming into the club, and he was introducing us one by one over the microphone. But what we didn't realise at this point in the evening is that Bawley's bedroom backed immediately onto the nightclub. Mm-hmm. And the walls obviously weren't that thick. So when we started rolling in at two o'clock in the morning, Paulie has stood up in reception waiting for us. And he went, I want a word with you upstairs now. So I sat down on this sofa and he comes sit next to me. He went, look, I've just had to give a massive rollicking to Dave Besant, Ian Dowie, Jim Magilton. He said, they're my senior professionals and they're setting the bad examples of the young kids in my team. He said, and you are the captain. He said, but the way you're playing, he said, you can do whatever you want and get yourself to bed. <laughs> There we are, Alan, Alan Ball giving him some slack because he was a good player. So neither, neither, neither team gets any points. How could we possibly have known that Alan Ball's room backs onto. onto the night? Well, I told you it didn't it's have a boring niche. ending. Like it's niche, yeah. isn't it? Uh, Matt Letizia then with uh, Tales from the Manga, which sounds like a brilliant book if anyone ever wants to write that. <laughs> now, next up, I want each of you to abandon your principles and go all out for glory in the round that we call... Sporting Heretics. You'll each have to deliver a piece of pure sporting blasphemy as you lay waste to a sacred cow of my choosing. Quite simply, the more horrified, shocked and disgusted I am, the more you will score. And what happens a lot of the time on this round is I agree with you. So, but then you might get points for that as well. The points are up in the air. Who cares? I'm going to select the order. George, you're going to go first. Okay. And you're going to tell us <coughs> um, football managers are given too much time. Um, yeah, well, I think they are given too much time. I think it should be a, a winner stays on system. So <laughs> if you if you lose a match, you're out. Um, I don't think there's any points for, for loyalty. I think people often say you should back your manager. That will give them that will give them confidence. I don't think it does. You might not know this, but I um, have actually been a manager for 15 years of a woefully unsuccessful fantasy league team. And I know that that job is safe. So it just means that I, I got complacent, I give up. So I think if, uh, yeah, if you got sacked after you lose um, and then a new manager comes in, you know that a, a team will always win the first game with a new manager. I mean, it's, it's a perfect system. And if you mess up, You'll just have another go in a few months. So or if you're Watford, a few weeks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I knew that was going to come. Yeah, I knew that was I'm going to give you four goals out okay. of ten. Generous. Just for a little dig up Watford <laughs> at the end of it. Okay, very generous. Um, okay, Kelly. Football fans should be quiet. They should. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I go to football as a release. I also go there for work. But I go there for release, for relaxation, to escape everyday life. Everyday life is noisy. When I go down the road, there's cars. There's people talking rubbish. Like at the moment, I've got you guys talking rubbish. There's too much noise. When I go to football, I want to really enjoy the game. I don't want to hear people around us. I don't want people shouting, especially if it's a bad game. I don't want Bob next to me shouting obscenities at the pitch. I want to hear Troy Deeney grunt every time he goes up to head the ball. I want to hear when Jose Holobas swears and when he crunches a tackle for his obligatory yellow card that he gets every single game. I want to hear everything. And also, just think about it. We've got VAR now in the Premier League. Sorry to all non-Premier League fans. If we were quiet at football games, we would be able to hear a bit more of what the ref is saying. We'd be able to hear those decisions maybe a little bit more. Also, if I want to have a sleep, I want to have a sleep at football because I'm going there to relax. And do not even get me started on clappers and fake noise and all of that because that is really annoying. Although... If you do want it just to be quiet, just go and watch Arsenal. That's all you have to go and do. Oh, <laughs> just wow. go and... Kelly, excellent answer. I'm going to give you seven goals there. Ah, seven goals for Kelly Summers. Lloyd, 
footballers aren't paid enough. Yeah, I don't think that footballers are paid enough. Uh, I know a lot of people would disagree with me on this. Um, but the thing is, they have to put up with so much stick online nowadays. Now they've got Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts. You go and look at someone's Twitter account and they'll be like, oh, I can't wait for the next game. And they're just absolutely shouted down, called all things under the sun. And obviously at the stadium during the games, they're, you know, they're giving a lot of stick on the way to take a corner or a throw in. So I think that they should be paid more based on how much abuse they get on a weekly basis, okay? So if someone gets hold abuse and by their own fans, then they just have to get paid a, a little bit more. Uh, and if you want to see those footballers paid less, then you give them less abuse, do you know what I mean? And then the game is a nicer game, do you know what I mean? You're not hurling abuse at your favourite um, favorite players. So essentially, the more they get abused, you know, the more money they're getting, which then goes back into society. So, you know, if you call Jesse Lingard an horrible name, you have to pay for a new hospital in Berkshire. Um, so that's, that's the way I see it. I think they should be paid more because they get abused. You don't want to abuse them, they get paid less. Simple as that. It was a good answer, Lloyd. Thank you very much. I disagree with some of your thing because you made Twitter seem relevant and what people say on Twitter seem relevant. <laughs> and actually, yeah. people who abuse people on Twitter are just screaming into a big black Yeah, void. but you would say that though, mate, because you're an idiot. It was very good, but I uh, particularly like your joke about a uh, new hospital for Berkshire because they also do need one. So uh, that is lovely, <laughs> isn't it? So I'm going to give you six goals, Thank Lloyd. You. Six goals, Strong Lloyd. Round. I quite Alex. like that because you could, you could shout compliments at people and eventually bankrupt them. Yeah. Yes, what a good is. idea. Yeah. Seven goals for Thank Lloyd. You. Seven <laughs> goals yeah. for Lloyd. What Jeffrey. am I doing? That's a lovely assist there. <laughs> Cheers, Paul. There we go. Okay, it was a little assist on the end there. Alex, you're going to finish this round. I don't like Soccer Aid. Oh, God, yes, yeah, Soccer Aid. Now, just to make this absolutely clear, I'm not talking about the charity. I'm, I'm a big fan of charity. It's the match. It's really the match I don't like. Yeah. You know, a lot of, sort of ex-pop stars, that young lad from 1D coming on, then telling, then doing interviews afterwards about the midfield system. I don't want to hear that from him. You know, similarly, I don't want to see an ex-footballer, Razor Ruddock, sort of up, up there doing a 1D dance routine. Yeah. I'm not interested. These people have it all going for them. You know, Robbie Williams has got a wonderful life in LA and he's mixing with all the celebrities around. I want to say Celine Dion, I don't know why, but sort of. <laughs> he's mixing with Celine Dion. <laughs> all Paula Abdul, all the lot. <laughs> and, you know, what he fancies one day, phones up Jonathan Wilkes and says, you know, uh, hey, Jonathan, you know, you're a sort of ex-celebrity of sorts. Why don't we go and have a match at Old Trafford? How are they just on a whim allowed? Their, their lives are privileged enough. And then it's, it's, it's a bit like they set this thing up, you think it's got all the, all the credentials, a big stadium, there's fans there, it's going to be televised. It's, it's like going to the cinema, buying all your Kiora, buying your, you know, Kiora. <laughs> spending five, to all my modern references, spending, you know, £574 on two ounces of pick and mix. And the film starts and, oh God, it's a Guy Ritchie film, you know. It's like the biggest letdown. And it's just, a, I don't want to see a lot of fat, uh, ex-pop stars or footballers running around doing something that is not quite as good as the real thing. Difficult to argue with the charity though, isn't it, Alex? They do make a lot of money for charity and it, that is an excellent cause. And actually, Razor Ruddock dancing to 1D is the BBC One autumn schedule. <laughs> so uh, it's very difficult to answer with it. What you're... What you're uh, angry with yeah is show business there alex isn't it how it's become <laughs> just how show business has become people doing the thing they're second best at rather yeah. than what it used to be which is people doing the thing they're best at yeah, yeah. So there we are so i can't give you any football goals but oh, um, i agree you with your me? show business mentality yeah uh but i'm gonna give you one goal just for oh, entering just one oh, goal there people alex. Out there know what I'm talking about. Round. absolute landslide Landslides. in that round people Sorry. out there people out there know what i'm talking what about what were you saying lloydie <laughs> can i say if, if uh, rob williams and uh, jonathan wilkes are listening i would absolutely love to play uh, <laughs> so yeah. would I. Goal. I would pay to play <laughs> yeah. so i'll match I. whatever the donation is next year happy to go bankrupt <laughs> uh, in order to just, God, I just love charity and going and going <laughs> okay a goal off for Lloyd there for um, <laughs> desperation oh, complete, completely desperate on Glory begging. Hunters begging wasn't it it was showbiz begging that's on channel 5 next Wednesday night. <laughs> um, so at the end of that round which is an absolute landslide the scores are Grimsby 20 Wolves 9 oh. yes Bolton have won just three of their last two games.
Time now for a round we're calling Back in the Day. We're going to travel back to a landmark year in both clubs' history. George and Alex, we're going to go back to 1980 Ugh. and Wolves 1-0 victory over Nottingham Forest in the League Cup final. I know you remember it well, both <laughs> Neither Gray. of you being huge Wolves fans. Andy Gray. The Andy Gray goal. Congratulations. Here it is. Daniel playing it towards Andy Gray. Could be interesting. And this is the goal. Andy Gray has scored it. Needham and Shelton got in a terrible mix. And Andy Gray has the simplest of jobs to put Wolves into the lead. Andy Gray there scoring the only goal of the game that meant Wolves beat the then European champions Nottingham Forest. But what else do you remember of that year? Here we go. Are we ready, lads? Yes. Question one. After winning the League Cup, the biggest TV event of the year will have no doubt passed most Wolves fans by. So here's a reminder of what it was. Who's there? Was of course the shooting of J.R. Ewing oh, no, in Dallas. That was a question, question. <laughs> question lads. Oh, cool. It's not that easy on Glory Hunters. Well, it oh, is. Blimey. It is that easy. What's the Glory question? Hunters. Who would you like to shoot? Is that the question? No. Now, what we want to know is who shot J.R.? It was the name. It was the, oh, it was the it question was, uh, on everybody's lips. Hold on. You've got A, his wife oh. Sue Ellen. B, his wife's sister. C, the cleaner who fired the gun by accident, having found it in the bin. I thought it was none of those. I well, wish it. this was being filmed because his facial expressions there were absolutely He was very he confident. He was so confident. Then he went, no, A, no for me. And he looks at you as if to say, Charlie, you're lying. Desperation. Yeah. Hold on. He, he leaned over and put his finger on my lips as if to say, I've, I've, I've got, got this, George. And it was that deterioration, wasn't it, where he was like, I haven't got this. Hold George, on. have you ever seen an episode of Dallas in your life? No, I've no, I mean, I'm uh, 1980. I mean, I... I don't. I wouldn't like to guess how old you are. No, no. But, but, uh, I, well, the I'm a bit younger. Um, I, so yeah. I'll read them again. A yeah. is wife Sue Ellen. Who shot Jr. Is wife Sue Ellen. B is wife's sister. C the cleaner who fired the gun by accident, having found it in the bin. The answer is A. Sue you, Ellen. You've gone for A. Is wife Sue Ellen. The answer is B. His wife's <laughs> sister. Well, that's unspecific. His wife's sister. I mean, I'm open. We get who, who shot Dirty Den uh, in EastEnders in the <laughs> early nineties. You haven't got that. Question two, the post-it note, Newsnight and C-Fax all made their debut in 1980, but who else made their debut that year? A, Tony Adams, B, Brian Robson, C, the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> I don't think he was a player. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think he played the Rubik's Cube. Uh, Tony Adams, Brian Robson, the Rubik's Cube. What else made their debut or who else made that debut that year? Right, 80. Um, I don't think it'd be weird if it's the Rubik's Cube, because why would... I, I remember it being out in 1980. <laughs> right, it's the Rubik's Cube. I remember it definitely being out, but I don't know whether you would put that into the question. Would you call it a debut? Um, Robson. Robson. Is it slightly? Captain Marvel. You're a Man United fan. Yeah. George, apparently. Eight, apparently. <laughs> um, oh, well, it must be because the first question... Oh, no, it feels too early for Adams. I think, uh, I think it's Brian Robson. Going for B, Brian Robson. The answer is the Rubik's Cube. Oh, so, oh, there we are. Oh, Question three. Oh, when dear. Wolves captain Emmeline Hughes climbed the <laughs> Wembley steps to lift the League Cup, what was so special about that moment? A, it meant that he'd won every domestic honour in the game. B, it was the third time he'd lifted the League Cup. C, the then FA chairman, Sir Harold Thompson, who handed him the trophy, was his former PE teacher. I think it's definitely C. Emlyn Hughes. Yeah. I think a legend of sports quizzes and not just football. Oh, well, the first uh, uh, answer there is that he's won every trophy in football. Every domestic honour in the game. Domestic honour. It was the third time he'd lifted the League Cup. <clears throat> the then FA chairman, Sir Harold Thompson, who handed him the trophy, was his former PE teacher. At that point, domestic honour, so it would have yeah, just I, been FA Cup, League Cup and... and yeah, and who league, lifted right? the cup... Uh, in 76 for Liverpool. That was possibly him, wasn't it? Don't ask more questions. <laughs> OK, I think it's that one. I think it's that one. The, uh, the Every domestic honour. The answer is A. He'd won every domestic honour in the game. So in that round, you scored one goal. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly and Lloyd, we're going all the way back to a truly momentous moment in Grimsby's history. Cast your mind back to 1995, when for the fifth consecutive season, Grimsby won... The Lincolnshire Cup. 
ground, Floyd. Come on, Lloyd. You're not got any commentary for that? No, just that. Just, Unbelievable. Just that. No. <laughs> degrading. The thing is about it, we all remember where we were, what we were doing. <laughs> yes. When Grimsby won the Lincolnshire Cup. On a national scale. Disrespectful, isn't it? It's very disrespectful. It's disrespectful. Yeah. We all remember where we were, so, but what else <laughs> do you remember from that year? You ready? Kelly, you ready? 1995. I was very young. <laughs> Question one. 1995 was, of course, the year that this happened. Oh, what's going on here? Catanar's getting involved with some supporters. Oh, this is outrageous. Norman Davis, the Manchester United kit man, trying to pull him away. It's all got wildly out of hand. And once more, Eric Cantonar is the man at the centre of a dramatic controversy. Put your collars down, Lloyd. Okay, <laughs> Eric Cantona's kung fu kick into the crowd after his sending off at Crystal Palace. But can you tell me what was the final score in that game? Was it A, 1-0 Man United, B, 1-0 Palace, C, 1-all? It's just quite annoying because when you said what was the score in that game, I knew there was the number one in it. Oh, but all of <laughs> give him the points then, Charlie. Yeah, the, <laughs> had the one in it. I, 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 I remember that the next day, and because I was twelve years old. Yeah. Um, I wasn't even at school at this not, point. Not at school, no, no. No. Oh, I don't show off. No, it's um, more that I'm just trying to disclaim. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I should know though, because it's a big but moment I, in history. It was, it was definitely had. It definitely had a one in it, and I'm not, you know, discounting that. So yeah, I've given you that. Thank in the you. Cool. Um, <laughs> I've said is it so one nil. I would say I actually think Man United won it one nil. But you I think? I think yeah. But I think the answer will probably be they lost it one nil. But it also could be one all. So are we going to go with the one you think it is, or the one you think it's the actual well, answer? That's, yeah, that's, that's that's another question, isn't it? Um, I'm, I'm going to go with I, I I think it's United won one nil. I'm not convinced you really think that, but we'll go with it because I don't know. <laughs> so you've gone with Man United 1-0. The answer is 1-0. Oh, Good I luck. knew there was a 1-0. I knew there was a 1-0. <laughs> but it wasn't there even the answers you thought it was. Because I said three times there was a 1 in it. Yeah. OK, question two. Along with DVDs and Playstations, what else made their debut this year, 1995? A, the sitcom Friends. B, David Beckham. C, the Sopranos. What else made their debut this year? The sitcom Friends, David Beckham, The Sopranos. I, I well, you just <laughs> point your finger at me as if like, don't speak. <laughs> don't speak. No, no, no. That was me trying to work stuff out. Um, Big Friends fan, Kelly. I do like Friends. I don't do you know like anything. Sopranos. No, don't no. know anything about. The Sopranos, I, I'm, really. I'm not a Sopranos. I, I think because we don't know anything about Sopranos, we discount Sopranos. Okay, even so though it could be the right answer. Let's absolutely, just pretend yeah. it's not there. Yeah, yep, exactly. I like your logic. You're the um, Sopranos, weren't you? Um, oh, it was just another fat bloke grabbed the wasn't it? Just another fat, hairy bloke that looks half Italian. Brilliant. Well done, He's mate. He's just okay. know about it, and you've said he was in it. Hi, right, mate, come on my show. I'll absolutely abuse you for... Um, I think David Beckham. Do you, uh, I, I would have gone with David Beckham, because he went on loan to Preston North End um, while he was at Man United. So I, I, I think, look, we'll go with Let's David go Beckham. It's a nice answer, isn't it? Kelly, David Beckham. The answer is David Beckham. Yes. Oh. Question three, 1995 was also the year of this. That's right, Britpop happened. Alex just mouthing me down here going, 95, that was of course not anything to do with Britpop. That was the wonderful Chaz and Dave. But who had the biggest selling album in 1995? Was it A, Blur? Was it B, Oasis? Or was it C, Robson and Jerome? There we are, big Robson and Jerome hit there, Unchained Melody. Can we get an extra goal for that air guitar from Lloyd? No, because no one can see it other than us. But you can. I can see it, yeah, I didn't like it. It was showing off and I don't like a show off. Kelly, do you like Oasis or Blur? Not a big fan. Not a big fan Don't of, of either. Of either. O Oasis more than Blur. What big uh, groups come out of Watford, any? Jerry Halliwell oh, from Jerry the Spice Girls. Jerry Halliwell from the Spice Girls. Girls. Wow. All right, I'm Elton asking John. Kelly, not you, gentlemen. That's Sorry, what I was going to say. Let Kelly speak. Normally when you say you're a Watford fan, so many people go, oh, Elton John. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mr. Chairman once, yeah, was a big part of our history. But see, yeah, Elton John, I'd probably say, is kind of a famous Watford fan. Um, but none of those bands came from Watford. So there's a nice little link between Elton John and Grimsby because he wrote a song from the 1974 album Caribou called Grimsby. 
Maybe that's why I'm on a team with you today. That's, that is exactly why we're on a team together. <laughs> How does that go, Lloyd? Do you know? How the song goes? Oh, speakers? Grimsby, uh, a thousand delights. It couldn't match the wonders of, ah, uh, my Grimsby. Uh, yeah. Professional. Professional who does it. <laughs> so, any, any ideas on the answer? A, Blur, B, Oasis, C, Robson and Jerome. It would be a guess. I'd, I'd go Oasis, but I think I'm just saying that because I'm going to go like with Kelly's most. answer and Oasis. Biggest selling album of 1995 was not Oasis, it was Robson and oh, Jerome. That's, dis- that's disgusting. <laughs> Who bought that? A lot, a lot of, of people, A lot of mums. Robson and Jerome did indeed have the biggest selling album of the year. In 1995, the single Unchained Melody was number one for seven weeks. Now you see why a world without smartphones, social media and the dark web is so dangerous. Now, at the end of that round, <laughs> the scores are Grimsby 21, Wolves 10. Ooh, yes, long way to come back. Yes. Yeah. Long, well, long way. on Glory Hunters, we like to probe in areas other shows shy away from, and that's why we do this. This morning we're in London, again, where our distinguished panel have absolutely no idea what questions the general public will ask them as we play A Question of Sport Time. Can we have our first question, please? You, sir. How you all doing? I'd like to ask the panel, who or what from the world of sport do you have an irrational hatred of? There we are. Who or what from the world of sport do you have an irrational hatred of? Thank you, sir. Uh, panel, time to come clean. Who or what do you hate and why? George. Okay. You don't seem like a, very, a man full of hatred at I'm all. No, I'm not really, no. But um, <clears throat> there is someone who's been winding me up a bit recently, and it's, it's Jurgen Klopp. Now, you might think as a United fan, you know, that's not irrational but um i think the reason i hate him is because he's impossible to hate he's a lovely lovely bloke and as a united fan um let's just say it's not the best time for us at the moment and in our history we've always been maybe the the biggest club and i think you might you might or may not have noticed but there's been a bit of an arrogance to it as well we've been we've been quite confidently the biggest club and now we're not doing very well and just by pure bit of uh, of dumb luck liverpool are doing very well so it's Jurgen Klopp because I want to hate him because at the moment that's all I've really got is hate and it's always been so easy to hate Liverpool but at the moment I watch them I watch them play they play beautiful football I want to watch it and then I think at least at the end maybe he'll say something that's a bit arrogant something that'll annoy me I'm watching him and he's just he's just charming he's just lovely so I hate him because he's taken away the only thing that I've got left at the moment. Alex Lowe, please give us your irrational hatred. Well, you know, there's the obviously uh, the, the ones that sort of everyone thinks about uh, American cheerleaders at uh, football, <laughs> mm. uh, half-time things where people run round poles till they get dizzy <laughs> and try to take a penalty. Oh, yeah. Uh, Piers Morgan talking about Piers Arsenal <laughs> and Tottenham. Piers Morgan in general. <laughs> Don't have to be talking about anything to do with sport. But I suppose the one thing that I really resent is people who jump on the bandwagon. The only sport they like is Wimbledon. Wimbledon, I mean, it is uh, tennis, okay, it's not my favourite sport. It's quite boring. It's all about the serve nowadays. But what I find particularly offensive is, you know, people who, as I said, don't support, don't follow sport for the rest of the year. Their one contribution to going to a match at Wimbledon is just at the moment the bloke's about to serve, okay. Come on, Tim. Oh, the worst. Come on, Tim. Quiet, please. Come on, I mean, mm. in what way is that going to help our dynamic, you know, English uh, sportsmen or women? It's hopeless. I don't like the, uh, you know, the, the great and the good in the best seats in the house. I don't like the way they like to make out. It's, a, it's you know, first come, first serve, if you queue all night and buy the expensive strawberries and all that. Mm. And it, it's just, it's an intrinsically boring sport and uh, it's made worse by the sort of people who go and watch it. And I hate it. On that note, can we have our next question, please? I'd like to ask the panel which sporting memory continues to haunt them. Lloyd, any sporting event that haunts you? Yeah, it's um, 
Uh, Grimsby Town versus Dagenham and Redbridge oh, at yeah. the London Borough of Barking and Dagenham Stadium. Yep. Uh, the date is the 28th of October 2008. Now, mm. it's the day after my birthday. I'd recently moved to London um, from uh, university and I told all my friends that Grimsby Town, the greatest club in the world, and we should go and see them. And uh, it was arguably one of the worst games of football I have ever witnessed. Now, we had been relegated to League Two uh, in that season. And we lost to Dagenham Redbridge at the London Borough of Barking and Dagenham Stadium. Uh, we lost 4-0. We lost 4-0. Uh, two goals in each half. Uh, and not only that, but there was the largest hailstorm of 2008, <laughs> according to oh. BBC uh, Newsbeat the next day. Uh, and the thing is, in the away end at the uh, London Borough of D- uh, Barking and Dagenham Stadium, there is no, uh, there's no roof. <laughs> there was no roof. So we were just pelted with, like, absolute... What, just ice, isn't it? It's just ice falling from the sky, uh, and the steward wouldn't let us into the cover of the of, of the main stand as we watched Grimsby Town getting thumped um, by uh, by Dagenham Redbridge as we got thumped by ice, and that was that was the worst birthday oh. I have ever had. Oh. Bearing in mind that last year. I got dumped the day after my birthday by my girlfriend and had to move out two days after that. Oh. Even that was more enjoyable yeah. than watching Grimsby Town getting thumped 4-0 by Dagenham Redbridge oh. at the uh, London Borough of Barking and Dagenham Stadium in 2008. 2008. Oh, she's listening. Very, she's over well. it. Over it. Absolutely over it. Is she a big talk sport listener? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even know what sport is. Oh, um, you weren't matched then, Lloyd. But, but can, you, can you tell me who the Grimsby Town player uh, that was playing that day that now plays for Wolves? Can you uh, know if you're such a Wolves fan? Just tell me which date it was again. It was the 28th of October 2008. Which Wolves current Wolves player was playing for Grimsby? Just to see if you are a, a proper Wolves fan. Or oh, you? I think I know. I, I know. I know it. Ryan Bennett. Yes. Yeah, because <laughs> they did know it. They get an extra two goals. Yeah, yeah. Extra two yeah. goals. No wonder she left you. Kelly, let's see if you can see if you can get it back. What haunts you in sport? This one's tough because I was going to go with the FA Cup final because I'm preempting that's going to haunt me forever because I'm still going through the phase where at the moment you meet someone. Oh, who do you support when you say what you do? Watford. FA Cup final. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I know that's going to haunt me for the rest of my life. However, there was another incident. Uh, 2nd of May 2015, I worked for AFC Bournemouth and their press team for four years. And Watford and Bournemouth kind of had a little bit of a rivalry. um, And... They were both going for promotion. Both got promoted one weekend. I was in the away end at Brighton on Saturday. Watford got promoted when I was in the car on the way home because it depended on other results. Bournemouth got promoted on the Monday night against Bolton. I was working for Bournemouth on the Saturday. Watford were about to win the championship. They just had to win, I think it was. Yeah, they had to win. Uh, they were winning the whole way through 1-0 against Sheffield uh, Wednesday. I was in the press box and I was like, okay, I'm resigned to the fact Watford are going to win it there. Bournemouth are still going to be happy because they're going to win. They were beating Charlton 3-0. Everyone's happy. We've all got promoted. Bournemouth weren't expected to win the, t- win the championship. Then a massive cheer erupted from the Bournemouth end. And Matt, I remember, never forget Matt Ritchie turning around and realising that Watford had conceded and everyone around me was celebrating. And I was sitting there and someone went, Kelly, Watford. Watford have just thrown the championship away. I mean, you're going up, but... And they'd already, you know, when you hear of teams that have the banner and everything ready, people are about to wheel it on the pitch at Watford um, because Sheffield Wednesday equalised late. There was a party going on and everyone, all my friends, my other half actually worked at Bournemouth at the time as well. Everyone's really happy. And then I was about to tweet. I'd been left to tweet the final score and I was about to put the like runners up graphic and I had to get the champions graphic, tweet it. I was happy because I worked for Bournemouth and I was really pleased for them. But there was the part of me where I knew my mum, my whole family were at the Watford game and I'm imagining them. Everyone's going crazy and then I had to tweet it and then I had to go down, down this long flight of stairs at the valley into the tunnel and I'm not ashamed to say I actually was a bit like emotional. I was a bit, okay, just get your professional head on. And I went down and a couple of the players I knew really well. I was obviously really happy for them because there's a lot of friends there. But um, Harry Arter, Brett Pittman kind of going to me, ha ha, and me going, oh. it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> and me going out and giving out the champions banners and going on the pitch and doing all the interviews. And I was really happy for Bournemouth. I don't want to say that, but it's still a bit of a standing joke that I was in that situation where I was having to celebrate my t- own team that I've supported my whole life. I was born in the hospital next to the ground. My own team, I had to celebrate their and you are crying Mess now. up. This was this, well, it's a, this it's is a therapy, really, isn't it? really, this is really therapy. good story, Kelly. And you've given us a peek behind the curtain yeah. at a Premier League club. You told us how you kept 
your professionalism. Always. Um, and, but also conveyed the absolute horror of being in the stadium when the result is not going your way. I'm going to give you 10 full goals oh, for yes. that round. Which means at the end of that round, the scores are Grimsby 39 and Wolves 42. Oh. <laughs> Next up, we go into injury time. But before we do, can you tell me what former Northern Ireland international Jerry Armstrong did next in the Sussex Senior Cup? I was player coach at the time of the reserves at Brighton and it was a Sussex Senior Cup game. We were playing against Southwick. These guys were quite physical. So um, I added a wee bit of physical presence as well. We'll find out next <laughs> on Glory Hunters. into Glory Hunters here on TalkSport with me, Charlie Baker, where Wolves, in the shape of George Lewis and Alex Lowe, have 42 goals, and Grimsby Town, represented by Kelly Summers and Lloyd Griffith, have 39. Six, absolute six. A lot of anger. <laughs> there we are. Before the break, I asked, what did Jerry Armstrong do next in the Sussex Senior Cup? I was player coach at the time of the reserves at Brighton, and it was a Sussex Senior Cup game. We were playing against Southwick. These guys were quite physical. So um, I added a wee bit of physical presence as well. Any ideas? Any ideas? Any what nothing. happened next? It, it sounds a bit cheeky, doesn't it? The way he says it. A bit of physical. George. Uh, Sussex. I think that kind of cheekiness. Would he have done a, a sort of Vinnie Jones grab? A little, little. Is it like a wedgie type thing? A, a wedgie, a <laughs> that wedgie, is very cheeky. A wedgie, <laughs> wedgie affair. A, a wedgie affair. We're a, going with a, a wedgie, wedgie affair. Let's yeah, go yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, from giving a wedgie. Is, <laughs> yeah. Uh, is <laughs> <a> wolves. <laughs> Answer, Grimsby Town, uh, Kelly. George. You look quite confident about this. Shoulder pads. I think you wore shoulder pads. You know, like in the 90s. Uh, that was, was this, not what I was expecting to say. Yeah. To add a bit of physicality, he kind of wore, just wore shoulder pads. <laughs> Jerry Armstrong wore, wore shoulder pads and you think he gave someone a wedgie. Let's find out. I was player coach at the time of the reserves at Brighton and it was a Sussex Senior Cup game. We were playing against Southwick. These guys were quite physical. So um, I added a wee bit of physical presence as well. And unfortunately, I overstepped the mark and got sent off. And once I got sent off, I've been taking a lot of abuse from a, a section in the crowd. So I jumped the stand and headbutted and punched a few people who had been giving me stick. And that was the end of my professional career because I, I, I retired after that. <laughs> wow. Do you think if you, if you rewind wow. the tape, you'd hear me say headbutt as my first... Answer. Did you say a headbutt? Did you? Say, uh, we, yeah, you but you didn't go with you it as your final answer. Your answer did you? A wedgie is very different to a headbutt. <laughs> it is. Different okay. End, isn't it? okay. <laughs> well, you've been a lovely panel, and in the dying moments of the game, we now move into injury time, where each side has sixty seconds to score as many goals as possible. Remember, you're up against the clock, so speed is of the essence. The losing side, current losing side, goes first, which is Grimsby Town on thirty-nine goals. Lloyd and Kelly, are you ready? Quite yep. simply, I need you to tell me which of the following are actual football club nicknames by answering true or false. Do you understand the question? 100%. Your time starts now. The Carpet Men. No. False. false. It's true. The kit, they are Kidderminster Harriers. Bully Wee. False. False. It is true. Clyde. The Crankies. False. False. It is false. <laughs> the Bantams. True. 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 Bradford City. Bradford, the yeah. Tuppany Nudgers. False. 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 <laughs> the Moody Diva. True. True. Eintracht Frankfurt. Lord Charles. False. false. Tis false. The Flying Donkeys. True. 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 Chievo. The Flying Pickets. False. Tis false. The Jedis. True. Tis false. The Blue Vampires. False. Is true. Gloria Britter in Transylvania. Winterfell. False. Correct. <laughs> the Brickies. True. Sitting born. Clockwork cheese. False. False. It's true. Albuquerque <laughs> FC. The Tommy Knockers. False. It is false. Idiot. Dusty Hermits. <laughs> false. It's false. The Anchovies. False. false. It's Malaga. It's true. <laughs> the OJs. True. true. It's false. Okay, that's it. Time's up. And at the end of that round, you scored 10 points, which puts you on 49 goals. Strong. Next up, it's Wolves. You have 60 seconds to tell me which of the following are the names of real non-league teams? Right. Do you understand yes, the question? Yes, we understand. You need eight to win and your time starts now. Starfleet. Yes. True. False. West Allotment Celtic. False. It's true. Uh -huh. Billingham Sinfonia. True. 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 
Peckham Royal. True. True. False. South Park. True. True. Shipperley. True. False. Hansworth Paramore. True. True. Latchkey Athletic. False. False. Mold Alexandra. True. True. Keith. False. Tis false. Shots Bon Accord. True. True. Bakersfield. True. True. It's false. Inverurie Loco Works. True. True. Esh Winning. False. True. Gary. False. 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 Pilkington Triple X. True. True. Lewisham Gods. True. True. False. <laughs> Woodstock Sports. False. True. Staines Llamas. True. True. Stone Dominoes. True. True. And there we are. Yeah. The end of the round. The Llamas. <laughs> And at the end of that round, you scored 12 goals, which means the final scores are Grimsby 49, but winning this week, Wolves on yeah. 54. Yeah. Absolutely diabolical. <laughs> Everybody's He's furious not every single week it's because if I they think lose. We've got someone scoring that can't count. Whoa! Yes. Yes. We are. That's we don't like the that. statement. And you've got people you. um, reading that, the scores that can't read. <laughs> well, in all, it's a great show. <laughs> Winners, have you got any reaction? Wolves, Stevie George, Balls, Alex? a satire, he wears an England yeah. coat. Yeah. He plays from Wolverhampton and he's a lovely There we are. What a lovely football charm that was. So, to our winners, we say... And for the losers... So join us at the same time next Sunday. They're still moaning. Join us at the same time next Sunday. Until then, from myself, from Lloyd, Kelly, George and Alex, it's goodbye from Glory Hunters. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 